At a time when investors are confronted with market volatility and a variety of challenges fueled by the uncertainty of inflation, unsettled geopolitical tensions, and economic pressures, Justin Klein and Steve Peasley stand ready to take your finance and investment questions and share their unbiased answers. This is Invest Talk, independent thinking, shared success. Invest Talk is made possible by KPP Financial, a registered investment advisor firm serving clients throughout the United States. The clarity for your path forward starts now. Here is KPP Financial President, Financial Advisor, Steve Peasley. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Tuesday, January 24, 2023. But just one month ago, we were getting ready for the New Year's Eve. Today, we're already in the fourth trading week of the new year. Man, is, is it just me, or is time flying by? I mean, it seems like it goes by so fast these days. So I think, I think we can safely say that for investors, 2023 will not be the same as 2022 or 2021. Things have definitely changed, and that's typical for the stock market. You know, I realize, I want you to know that, you know, it goes in cycles. The stock market goes in cycles. They have cycles come back, but they definitely change in between, and you just got to recognize it. You know, it's, it's, I've been doing this for so long. I recognize it as a bear market. It doesn't worry me because I know they disappear. I know that as a, just as quick as they appear, they will disappear. I think it'll be later this year or maybe next year, but I think we're going to have a tough first half. But and so far, it's been pretty tough. But we did have a small rally at the beginning of the year. So, you know, it's not all bad. Now, of course, I know the reasons you download this podcast is so to help you with your goal-finding, unbiased answers to financial investment questions. And that can be difficult, trying to find somebody that you can talk to and you ask questions from that you know you're not getting some kind of biased slant to things. Well, that's Justin and I. We don't do that. We shoot straight. We talk about facts. We we say what we want, but we we it's... It's rooted in the truth of the financials we're looking at, okay, and the economic environment we're in. That's how we can help you. We can help you with those kind of answers. I'm Steve Peasel, and I'm here today on this radio program podcast to help you make the most of your portfolio strategy and decisions. In fact, I look forward to doing the show. I really do. It's kind of fun for me. And I do enjoy hearing from you and your questions. So get ready to ask them. I want to hear you. The phone number never changes. It's open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The number is 888-99-CHART. And I've got a lot of material to discuss with you today. I really do. My focus point concerns this question. Is it realistic to look for opportunities in undervalued, high-quality, cyclical stocks? So, do you know how to know if it's undervalued? Do you know how to know it's high quality? And do you know what a cyclical stock is? Is it time to look at those things? A stock that meets those requirements. That's the main talking point we're going to talk about. I also got a bunch of other stuff. Uh, how about, have you ever heard buy, borrow, and then die? That's a uh, tried and true method for rich people. Rich people. They buy, they borrow money, and then they die. I'm going to tell you why they do that. T. Rowe Price estimates retirement need by income groups. 
How many times do your annual salary do you think you need to have saved to be a comfortable retirement? That's kind of what they did. So we'll go over that. Top strategist says investors are feeling uh, falling, falling into a trap again. Investors are falling into a trap again, he says. What trap is that? We're going to talk about that. And, of course, I got voice bank questions. I got uh, uh, treasure bill questions, big lots questions. I have an iTunes review question to fit in here as well, if we have time. It's Tuesday, so I have fresh trivia question for tech layoffs. Is your job at risk? That's coming up at the halfway point of the program today. So I've got all this planned for this episode of the the podcast. And, of course, I will take your live calls. Those are the best. 888-99-CHART. So what did the market do today? Well, it's kind of mixed. The Dow was up 104. The Nasdaq was down 30. And the S&P was down 3. So the broader index of these three is the S&P, and it was weak. So not as weak as it has been, but that's okay. I mean, we're still hanging in there into a range that it seems like the market's in this range. It's this neutral range. It doesn't know if it's going to break out or break down. So that's been going on for a couple months now, I think. So we'll see how that goes. Okay. So those are the things we're going to discuss, everybody. What do you want to talk about? Well, let's go ahead and take our first voicemail call. Hey, Stephen Justin. I have a question over a REIT, Medical Properties Trust. MPW is the ticker symbol. I was looking to get started uh, in a small position, but I just wanted to see what you guys thought about it. I know the yield is a little bit high. I usually like to stay between the 3% to 5% dividend yield. So just want to see what you guys think about it. Thank you. I think it's a pretty good buy at this point. I mean... Uh, it's a REIT. It's MPW Medical Properties Trust, okay, out of Birmingham, Alabama. A REIT that acquires and develops and net leases healthcare facilities across the United States. And I think healthcare facilities are always going to be in high demand. So their earnings are kind of down a dollar thirty nine this year versus a dollar seventy six last year. And next year it's going to be a dollar thirty seven. Still going to go down a penny or two. Sales have fallen fallen ten percent this most recent quarter. When the previous quarters, it's always grown. So that is now reflected in the price of stock, which was in the low twenties. Now it's thirteen dollars and twenty two cents. It got down to ten dollars. So it pays an eight point eight percent dividend. I like that. A little high on the debt, but REITs usually carry a lot of debt. Dollar sixty four cash flow. Uh, management owns 1%. Mutual funds have been slowly selling. There were 1,100. Now there's 1,000 mutual funds a year later. A year ago, there was 1,127 of them. Today is 1,063. So they've been selling off probably because, you know, it's a cycle. Interest rates are rising. Costs are going to go up for REITs, and therefore they're weak. But they won't stay that way forever. I kind of like it. MPW. We are headed into a break. I welcome your participation. No question is too simple or too complex. You call the shots, everybody. When you call with your questions, Invest Talk, 888 99Chart.
In today's world, a variety of factors are affecting the stock markets. Serious investors know building a secure financial future requires hard work and determination. That's why now, more than ever, when it comes to the planning, execution, and maintenance of your portfolio, you need InvestTalk. With total downloads nearing 50 million, each InvestTalk podcast should be one of your key financial planning and educational tools. InvestTalk is a free download, and hosts Justin Klein and Steve Peasley stand ready to provide their unbiased guidance and professional analysis developed from real-time data research and years of investing experience. 24-7, rain or shine, during smooth sailing or on rough weather days, the InvestTalk listener line is open and waiting for your questions. You set the agenda. Don't forget to call InvestTalk, 888-99-CHART. Everybody wants a secure financial future, but getting there takes strategy and discipline. Steve Peasley is here and ready to take your calls live. InvestTalk, 888-99-CHART. Hello, Steve and Justin. Uh, this is Isaac in uh, Houston, Texas. Big fan of the show. Thanks for everything you guys do. My question is regarding uh, the company Big Lots, uh, ticker symbol B-I-G. I have a small position in my retirement account. I initially invested when the stock was at $40, and then I put some more into it when it, uh, when it went down to about $20. I'm looking to figure out if uh, I should buy more at these levels or if I should uh, hold. I'm just looking at the financials and uh, I'm seeing earnings per share going negative, cash flows looking a little tight. And so I'm just curious what uh, your thoughts are on the company and its future. So I'll do this in a podcast. Uh, thanks for everything you guys do. Appreciate it. Bye. Okay. Uh, before you ever add anything to a portfolio, add a, let me rephrase that. Before you add a add to a stock already in your portfolio, you have to decide: Do you have enough? Do you have three to five percent of that stock already in your portfolio? If you do, you don't add any more. You don't add compound the the uh, risk. You don't do that. Okay, especially for a stock that's not performing very well, which Big Lots is not. It was at a $60, $70 stock not that long ago. $73 was a high in 2021, and here it's at $16.22. But then it was making, you know, $7.36 a share. Now it's losing this year $6.16 a share, and then next year, 2024, it's going to lose another $0.69 cents a share. Sales have been shrinking for seven out of the last eight quarters. That's why it's fallen where it is. Now, is it a good value? Because it does have 1,431 stores. It has good cash flow. It's not heavily indebted necessarily. Um, you know, it's got good things for it, but it's big lots, everybody. B-I-G, uh, you know, I, I, I frankly don't care for it. I would not add to it. I may not sell it at this low point because it's at a low point, but I certainly wouldn't add to it. I would not. BIG is a symbol, everybody. My focus point today concerns this question. Is it realistic to look for opportunities in undervalued, high-quality, cyclical stocks? Well, that this before you decide this, uh, you know, it might be because cyclicals have been beaten up so much versus value stocks, 
that some of them might be very attractive at this point. But do you know how to find an undervalued, high-quality, cyclical stock? Do you know what a cyclical stock means? That means it's tied to economic cycle. The stock earnings and fortunes go down in a recession, then it goes up and when the economy expands. Cyclical. Some stocks don't operate that way. A lot of pharmaceutical stocks, they, their sales don't go down or up in an economic slowdown, not generally. So there's non-cyclical stocks. High quality. Well, that's another question. What do you mean and what do that, they mean by high quality? Well, it's, you know, they, they choose, they have, this article that I'm referring to, they use Morningstar and they looked at, you know, five-star funds and therefore they don't really define high quality. But high quality means they're still growing. They're not expensive compared to their growth. Uh, they have uh, good cash flow and not much debt. And then cyclical stocks don't necessarily have that because they're cyclical. You know, a lot of times they their their fortunes fall and their debt increases when the economic times get tough. Anyways, at this article came out with three stocks, three after going running through its you know whatever whatever financial tests it was it went through and they were Amazon Polaris and Echolab Amazon Polaris and Echolab so they came up with their list Amazon was the most undervalued cyclical stock trading at a 45% discount to the fair estimate value set by Morningstar analysts so it's Amazon Polaris and Echolab AMZN PII and ECL are the symbols so the one, of course, I like the best here out of this group, of course, would be Amazon. I mean, you can't get much bigger and safer than that. I kind of like the big safety of it. AMZN, uh, do they pay a dividend? I don't know if they do. Let me check. AMZN. Uh, come on. No, no dividend. They're going to lose 11 cents this year and then make $1.76 next year. It's a $96 stock. So it's not cheap by any means. Not cheap. It's not a value stock necessarily. It's still expensive. But you may never get Amazon to be cheap. We're heading into a break. Justin and I have are, are happy to play your recorded voice point questions, but we love talking lot we love taking live calls. Our number never changes and it never closes. Vest talk, eight 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 ninety-nine chart. Steve Peasley is here and ready to take your calls live. Invest Talk, 888-99-CHART. Hey, Steve. Hey, Justin. How you doing? This is Kevin from Philadelphia. I just wanted to ask a question about uh, fixed income investment. I wanted to purchase some three-month treasury bills for about a third of my portfolio and uh, get a pretty good rate on them. But I'm concerned about the the debt ceiling and that not being solved and possible default maybe coming in the next month or so. So I'm just wondering how that would affect treasuries. Let me know about that. That would be wonderful, okay? So thanks a lot for all you guys do. You have a great show. Thank you very much. Well, the default is actually in the treasury. default would come if one happens. 
But I doubt seriously that that will happen. It's never happened before. Uh, you know, U.S. government treasury bonds defaulting, never default, and they're not going to default. That's not going to happen. Uh, I don't think that's a worry, especially if you're buying three month treasuries. They're really short. No, I don't think I don't think it should be a worry of yours at this point. You know, it's just too short. You know, to, to be a concern. You'll be fine. So I think you you can invest in those treasuries. 888-99-CHART, 888-92-4278. Buy, borrow, and die. Tax planning for the rich. When they talk about buying the rich, they're talking about extra wealthy people, right? They buy appreciated assets, stocks, real estate, art, fine wines. I know I know a, a friend of mine who collects um, bourbons, rare bourbons, and they've gone up in value. It, it depends on what you're buying. Then you borrow against the balance of your uh, of your uh, items. You borrow against your investments, your assets. You borrow. Because when you borrow, it's not income, right? It's a loan to yourself, to you. Okay, so there's no taxes involved. So when you spend that money, because you're spending money, it's on borrowed money. When you die, that borrowed money has to be paid back, but you're paying it back with the appreciated items and items that your your um, your heirs inherit at stepped-up values or whatever the value is at the day you died, so they don't have to pay capital gains tax on it. So that's a method rich people use to stay afloat, not pay income tax, not pay uh, 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 capital gains tax. They just borrow money against their assets. And it's a loan. It's a real loan. they they got to pay it back, but they pay it back after they die. Interesting, huh? Yeah, we'll see. When people take time out to leave investment podcast review on iTunes, we'd like to thank them for their courtesy by getting to their questions quickly. Anthony in New Jersey wants to talk about a particular stock. So let's put Anthony on GLW was the symbol. Yeah, I thought it was Corning. Uh, Been reading up a bit on Corning Inc., looking to hear your thoughts and opinions on it, and if I should consider adding a long-term position to my portfolio. Corning, they are a very steady company, $30 billion strong, pays a 3% dividend. Earnings have consistently gone up $2.26 next year, or this year, actually. They made two oh seven per share last year. So, you know, the earnings have been consistently going up. Sales fell 4% in the most recent quarter, but before that, it was all growth. And what does Corning do? Makes glass substrates for LCDESs, optical fiber cables for communication, ceramic pollution control products. Okay? So that's what they do. Um, the stock is $35.81, going to make $2.26. So that means that PE ratio is what? 15, 16. Um, so that's fair market value. That's not cheap, it's not expensive. Regina equity is 14%. Cash flow is pretty good at 397. Not too much debt. Mutual funds have been slowly buying in the last year. So it was the high. The high I had was $46 in 2021. The low is a little bit below 30, and now it's at 3581. 
So it's a good, solid company paying a nice dividend, and you're going to have to be patient. It's going to take a while to have any capital appreciation on it. I just think it will because, you know, they grow slow. It's not like it's a big, fast grower. It's not. Okay, that's corning everybody, GLW. 888-99-CHART. It's Trivia Tuesday, so let's get to it. We've all seen the news of layoffs in the tech sector. Are you at risk? Could a family member be vulnerable? HR managers have always and have always had ways of evaluating which employees to keep and which to let go. So as we go to break, here's my trivia question. What are the three types of employees typically most at risk during layoffs? What are the two safest? I'll supply the answer after the break, but for now, my phone lines are open. Call Talk 888-99-CHART. Let's say... You've been thinking about learning a new language. Okay, why? I mean, how would it come in handy? And where would you want to use it? Could it be that you have an upcoming international trip? Or maybe you want to connect with family members or friends from a different culture? I think you should know about Rosetta Stone. With millions of users, it's been the world's most trusted language learning program for 30 years. Rosetta Stone is available on your desktop or as an app with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. It has a built-in, patented speech recognition engine called True Accent. So as you practice speaking, you'll get feedback on how well you pronounce words. With Rosetta Stone, you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. It's an intuitive process designed for long-term retention. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in your new language. Rosetta Stone is an amazing value, so your special skill set is within easy reach. You know you want to do this, so don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, InvestTalk listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off now at rosettastone.com today. At this point, I think almost everyone has heard how generative AI promises to bring us to the next industrial revolution. AI is already shaping society with an impact on daily life that echoes the transformative significance of electricity or the internet. As we take steps to embrace the potential of generative AI, we need to remain vigilant with regard to its exploitability. This is where HackerOne comes in. HackerOne's AI Red Team addresses the novel challenges of AI safety and security for businesses that are launching new AI deployments. The HackerOne approach involves targeted offensive testing by harnessing the collective skills of ethical hackers who are proficient in AI and prompt hacking. In short, AI red teaming is the practice of stress testing AI models and deployments to make sure they can't be tricked into providing information beyond their intended use, and that security flaws can't be exploited to access confidential data or systems. HackerOne seamlessly integrates with your existing tools to enhance communication, 
and collaboration across development, security, and IT teams. So, stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's attack resistance platform. Learn more at HackerOne.com. That's H-A-C-K-E-R-O-N-E.com. HackerOne.com. Now, each time I host the Invest Talk podcast, I have the satisfaction of taking caller questions and then breaking down the often complex dynamics involved. If you've never called, don't hold back. You can leave your Invest Talk questions on the 24 7 anytime listener line at 888 99Chart. 888 Before the break, I asked a trivia question. What are the three types of employees typically most at risk during layoffs, and what are the two safest? So I'm going to give you the answer from the perspective of Microsoft's former VP of HR, Human Relations, a man named Chris Williams. Microsoft, like many other tech companies, recently announced plans to lay off about 5% of their staff. Most companies have between 5 and 10% they're going to lay off. So it can be difficult to judge your layoff risk. I've never been laid off, and I know why, because I took chances on staying in those places where fit some of this criteria they're talking about, okay? Every industry, company, even department has a different risk, but some areas are more vulnerable than others. Here are some of the general guidelines, roughly in order of lowest risk to the highest risk. Number one, the number one most safe job, profit-making employees. Those are the salesmen. Salesmen very seldom get laid off, Right? The basic rule is the closer your job is to the most profitable activity of the company, the lower the risk of the layoff. So if you're in a division that's shrinking in sales and demand, you're in a high, high risk of layoffs. If you're in a demand of the sales increasing, your chances are slim. Okay? Number two, most safest. HR are finance employees. Often people think of staff services like finance facilities or human resources when they think of areas of laying off risk. But those areas run quite lean in most companies. So even when times are flush, they're still lean. So therefore, they keep those people. They don't have that much of a risk. The number one most at-risk, contract workers. At the extreme end of the risk spectrum are contract employees, which Microsoft has quite a few. I don't know if you know that, but they have quite a few contract employees. One of the main reasons companies use temporary contract employee workers is so this very contingency. They want to lay off people, and they don't want to have – they want the flexibility. They don't want to lay off employees. They want to lay off independent contractors, so they don't have to pay benefits or anything. Okay? So – those are some of the things you got to think about when it comes to layoffs. So if you're in the tech industry, you're probably at the most vulnerable at this point between uh, getting laid off. Between 5 and 10% of the tech workers are going to be laid off. Because uh, if you think about it, why is that? Well, because leans are, times are going to be lean this year, I think, for profits. They're going to be skinny. And that's one of the reasons why I think the market not acts so well the first half of the year. Profits are going to be skinny. Let's go to Nick and Hayward. How you doing, Nick? Yeah, hi, Steve. Hi. Thank you for your great show. Thank yeah. you. You're welcome. Love uh, doing Steve, it. Steve, I'm thinking of uh, picking up some more um, Google and NVIDIA. What do you think? 
Well, I can't think if anybody having, would go wrong buy more Google at this point. Google is $99.21. Its high was like 150 151 2021. They're still growing sales even, you know, in the soft market, only 6% this most recent quarter, but it's growth. They don't have any debt to speak of. Uh, mutual funds are still slowly buying it, and you know it's come down pretty hard. So I'm, I'm, I'm positive on Google. I, I'd be a buyer of Google. Nvidia, NV. I haven't studied that in a while. DA, Nvidia. Nvidia is pretty expensive. It's 192 dollars 65 stock. It's only going to make four dollars and thirty cents next year. Sales fell 17% in the most recent quarter. The P.E. ratio is, you know, not, it's pretty high. 50? That's too high for me. Turn equity is very good at 52. It's a solid company. You know, it's a big $473 billion company. But it's too rich for me still. Even when it got down to 120, I didn't think it was cheap enough. I mean, uh, it's too rich for me. I'd stick with Google. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Anyway, T. Rowe Price estimates retirement's need by income group. And so what they did is they figured out how much, how many times your gross income do you need to have saved to have a comfortable, comfortable earnings in retirement or comfortable savings anyways. They estimated between seven and 13 and a half times your gross earnings before retirement. What was really interesting on this report is that you would think the lower income you have, the higher multiple you need. That's not necessarily so. Because the lower income you have, the lower, the lower expenses you have to maintain the current lifestyle that you have. So it's not necessarily so that the lower income means you may need more multiples 13 and a half. Not necessarily so, which I thought was the interesting part of the whole dang thing. Huh. That surprises me. But it's that's what they that's what their conclusion was. Now, I don't know. I'd have to look at the parameters and the rules and and what parameters they used to come up with this. Was it just a guess that you'd taken out of the air? Yeah, I don't know. What makes you think that this is the right number? And a lot of times that's what these retirement things are. Is this the right number? I don't know. It's kind of have to, it's an individual thing. Is the right number for you? Maybe so, because maybe you're moving to a cheaper place and you don't need, you know, less money as you had before. I don't know. Let's take another call or question from a listener line in Florida, 888-99-CHART. Hey, Justin and Steve. This is John from Lakeland, Florida. This may be a bit of a juvenile question, but I wanted to know in your opinion, what are your top five technical? to focus on either to buy an individual stock or hold on to an individual stock. I appreciate your time and look forward to hearing from what you have to say. Thank you all. Well, I think you should buy a good diversified portfolio with a lot of blue chip stocks in it and just hold them. Buy them cheap because we're having opportunities now to buy stocks cheap and just hold them until they're no longer cheap. Um, you know, I'm not supposed to list stocks, but there's huge, huge companies pay very big dividends that are very low multiples. The telecommunications sector comes to mind, the big two that are in the telecommunications sector. I mean, how cheap is cheap, and when will they bounce back to their normal 
price. You know, and how much dividends do you get while you're waiting for that? See, I, I think, you know, buying high dividend paying big big companies is a good way to help protect your portfolio and grow your portfolio at the same time. And you still got to stay with the, I'm still paranoid or worried about growth stocks at this stage. So I'd stay away from them. You know, it would be very, very difficult for me to buy a growth stock at this point. I will do it. Don't think I won't. I would, but I'd be very, very picky. Well, there's no denying that we are in a new market environment. Time marches on, as it always does. We're coming up on February already of the new year. And serious investors also know that eventually another type of day is coming, retirement day. Are you, are you preparing for that day now? I, I am totally prepared for it any time. I really am. Successful investors building their comfort, and you can do it. You don't have to be rich. It's not a question of being rich. It's a question of being uh, saving more than spending less than you earn, saving more and more as, as you get older because you're making more and more, and invest it. That's it. It's not rocket science. It's just stuff that you have to do to build your financial future. So is it worth taking a minute or two of your time to talk to Justin or I about, you know, your investments? At KPP Financial, we talk to people every day. We're based in Irvine, California. It's in between L.A. and Orange County, and San Diego County on the West Coast. Um, and let me remind you that here on Invest Talk at KPP Financial, we operate with a few philosophies. One is independent thinking and shared success. And we implement that by using, we only base our decision on unbiased guidance, our own analyzing the various stocks and sectors in the economy. We have investor strategies that we use independently, that we implement ourselves. I encourage you to take advantage of our free portfolio assessment. We'll take a look at your portfolio. We can do it through Skype, go to meetings. Justin's really good at that. Send us a message to investout.com, or you can call KPP Financial in Irvine, California. And after speaking with with one of us about 10 minutes, I think you'll see there's a difference here. There really is. And there's no obligation. We don't we don't push anything. We really don't. You know, we just we'll we'll answer your questions honestly. And if we don't fit and you don't need a money manager, that's fine. We'll still talk to you. We can help you. We want to help you. So the sooner you call, the sooner we can do that. Next up, we'll play another Invest Talk listener question, so hang on. The prosperous future you envision for yourself and your family will not happen without strategic planning and definitive action. Let's go to Brian in San Mateo looking at Roku. And I wanted your take on the the technical picture. For the unprepared investor, market volatility around the world demonstrates risk. But opportunities wait for no one. And now may be the best time in years to invest wisely, to invest strategically. What I would do is keep saving and look for other opportunities. But how can you decide what sectors to avoid, which stocks to buy, and what might be the best price point? I'm new to investing, and my friend Wesley recommended your podcast a year ago. And how should you deal with your risk tolerance? Invest Talk. To prevail, serious investors need a balanced combination of realistic market education and unbiased guidance. KPP Financial Principals Steve Peasley and Justin Klein host a unique weekday finance and investment program and podcast. 
Invest Talk. Hello, Justin and Steve. This is Joel calling in from Maine. I love the show. I'll be listening for your answer. Is your asset portfolio properly balanced? How can you better manage your 401k? How will economic events affect the real estate market? So many questions. The straightforward answers can help you focus on your drive for success. You can learn more anytime at investtalk.com. The next decisive step on your path to financial freedom begins with a Spotify search for InvestTalk. Listen live or download the free podcast. And I've got a question about warrant shares. I think that's the right term. Got a question for Steve or Justin? 888-99-CHART. Hey, Justin or Steve. This is Rob from New York. Just calling about CVS. Um, I bought it, you know, a couple of years ago uh, during kind of the low point of the market. And it's really had a run up. And now it's kind of stalled and sort of been coming down a bit. I want to see, do you think that this is a good time to take profits or potentially uh, just hold out and hang on to it for the long term. I want to see what you think. Thanks for everything you do on the show. I've been listening for years. Thanks. Bye. I think I'd take some profits at this point. Not because there's anything wrong with CVS Health Corp. Uh, it's a $113 billion company. It's going to get $8.63 a share this year. It's going to make that much an $8.84 next year. Sales is growth at a stat. Sales growth at a steady 10%. Pays a 2.8% dividend. Not a lot of debt. Pays 15% on uh, return of equity. So why am I telling you to take profits? It looks pretty solid and it's not that overpriced at $86 a share. That's under 10. It's going to be a 9 PE next year. This is why. Amazon's new pros- prescription drug service highlights growing threat to CVS. The threat of Amazon worries me with their power of size and, and, and pricing power that they're going to come in and undercut CVS. CVS now is, is now small. It's almost got 10,000 pharmacy drugstores in 49 states. So, you know, they would put up a really good fight, and I think they will, and I think they still will survive. But think of what I just said. they got to put up a fight with Amazon. Do you not think that's going to hurt the profits? I think so. So, therefore, I would probably take profits on CVS at this point. Doesn't necessarily mean I'll sell it all, but I might, because it looks like it's weak, and threat is 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 real. Let's make it two in a row from eight 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 ninety nine chart. Hey, Justin Steve, I was trying to call. This is Andy from Atlanta. Uh, I was reaching out about KRP, that's Kimball Royalty Partners, and um, I wanted to see if you could take a look at it, see if this is something that uh, I should take a position in. Love the show. Thank you. Okay, this is Kimberly Royal Partners, KRP, engaged in the acquisition of mineral royalty interests in oil, natural gas properties in the United States. Uh, I kind of like that. They're going to make $1.81 this year. Well, let me rephrase that. They made $1.81 in 2022, even though it's still an estimate. We don't have the final numbers yet. And 2023, they're supposed to make $1.64. It's a $16 stock, so it's selling at 10 P.E., uh, return equity is 11%, cash flow $1.10, dividend 11.4%, which is what I really like about the company, and it's still growing pretty fast. It is a small company, $1 billion. So it doesn't necessarily can maintain that 11.4% dividend, but I do kind of like it because of that dividend. I think it, 
I think uh, buying mineral and royalty interest in natural gas properties is a good idea for the long haul. I do. So I kind of like it. Kind of like it. And that is KRP. This is Invest.com. I'm Steve Pease, and We have one goal here, everybody, to help you achieve financial freedom. And our work continues after the break. So get your questions in now, 888-99-CHART. Your objective is to work hard, plan well, and achieve financial freedom, right? You're in luck because Steve Peasley is here now, ready to take your finance and investment questions. Call 888-99-CHART. Chris here from Boogertown, Florida. Wanted to get your thoughts on Lemonade, ticker symbol LMND. Been on quite the downturn for the past year or so. I was looking to see if this is a buying opportunity and looking at their financials projections forward. Just wondering if this thing can make a comeback. Thanks for all your help. Looking forward to the answer. Have a good one. Well, of course, it could make a comeback. Let's eliminate Inc. LMND offers homeowners and renters insurance in the United States and, and contents and liability insurance in Europe. It loses, it's lost money every year it's been in existence. It's going to lose $4.87 for 2022. It's going to lose $4.81 a share in 2023. It's never made money. Sales growth is strong, 100%. Okay, it's growing. Sales. Stock has fallen from $140, $150. Well, actually, it was at $188. It's highest in 2021 to $15.04 now. No, I wouldn't buy this stock. Negative cash flow, too weak. Management owns 15%. Mutual funds have been slowly buying it, but I wouldn't buy it. It's too weak. Now, can it make a great comeback? Sure. But I don't like buying companies that don't make money. So if it doesn't make money, I'm not interested. It's just that simple. Top strategist says investors are falling into a trap again. Well, what's the trap they're talking about? So the S&P is up about 5% year-to-date. So it's had a decent start of January, right? Okay, so they're thinking, this strategist thinks it's a bear trap, that the thing that the other shoe that hasn't hit the ground yet is earnings reports from corporations for this next year or two after all the Fed Federal uh, Reserve's increasing rates last year. So you were not seeing the effects yet, and they, the, the strategist thinks that we're going to see it in the next quarter or two, and that probably will make the market stay in its bear market. Now, I kind of agree with that. I do think that we are not seeing the full picture yet until... Those interest rates spike. Remember, Fed's still raising rates. It's not lowering them yet. It's not like coming down. Oh, okay, now we know that it's over. They haven't pivoted yet. Unless you count the pivot as probably they're going to slow down their increases. But that's not a pivot to stopping and going the other way, reducing. So in that environment, the market would probably rally if they stopped. But we're not there yet. So I kind of agree with the thinking here that we're in you know, a point where 
We're not, we're not out of the bear market. We're not. And therefore, don't jump in too fast. Don't jump in too soon. And since the market's up 5% for January, there are people who are jumping in. Might be a little bit too soon. Of course, I could be wrong. You know, I, I want to reserve the right to be wrong. That's what happens when you make decisions. You have the right to be wrong because you're making decisions. So don't ever fear being wrong. You just got to manage your bad decisions so that they don't affect you too much. That's, a, that's, that's, that's my job, KPP Financial's job. Okay, and we do do that, I think, pretty well. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278, whatever you want to talk about, we'll talk about if we have time, but I don't know if we have time. I think we only have about a minute or so left, so we don't have a lot of time. So let's talk about, real quick, the layoffs in the tech sector. You know, that's been in the news, it's made the highlight of the news, but I think the layoffs have been pretty mild. Five to ten percent—that's that's mild. That that's not even unusual. That happens. Excuse me. <coughs> that happens even in a bull market and in a growing economy. So I don't think these layoffs, even though they've announced and everybody's worried about it and no one likes it, and I don't like it either. I don't think they've been that big of a deal. So don't—I don't think you should freak out about that size of layoffs yet. Wait till they get. You know, when they say they're laying off on 10 or 15% of their employees, okay, well, that's pretty significant. But so far, no. Unemployment rates are the lowest it's been in 50 years, so. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Investop program. Justin Klein and I thank you for listening, and we encourage you to tell your friends and family members about us, about our free podcast downloads. You can get yours anytime you want at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. And we have had over 49 million downloads, so we want to thank everybody for that. Please be sure to review and rate us on iTunes if that's where you get your downloads. Independent thinking, share success. This is Invest Talk. Good night, everybody. Invest Talk is a trademark of KPP Financial. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them. Specifically, nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell security. Because such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein, Pavlis, and Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor firm which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein is chief executive officer of Klein, Pavlis, and Peasley Financial. Thank you for listening, and your comments and questions are welcome on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.